Welcome back to this week's episode of Greyhound Time. I'm host Andrew Thompson, and I'll be co-hosting this week's episode with Wilson Stahl. Today we have the two captains of the boys' soccer team on the show, Charlie Huddy and Christian Guava. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Pretty good. Hungry. Hungry for some wins? Yeah. <laughs> and for some food. <laughs> yeah, we almost lost it. We almost forgot that we were uh, recording this. So, you know, like we said in the intro, uh, you guys are the captain of the team. You guys are the two captains of the teams. Um, you know, what is that? You know, how does that feel? Uh, for me, I'm very happy that I was voted captain by my team because that shows that they have a respect for me that I also have for them. Yeah, just trying to like, lead the boys to uh, make it deep this year. You know, last year, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, last year, you know, we uh, had a tough loss first round. I don't want that happening this year. So what are some responsibilities that you guys have taken, you know, being captain? Well... We, can, we drive the underclassmen to practice and make sure that we stay focused during warm-ups and training and make sure that we're on top of it during practice and so that can lead into the games. Yeah, mostly just like staying positive and like not letting like the team get down on each other. That's when things get go sideways and when your team's like not as one. Mm-hmm. And do you yeah. feel like you guys do a good job of um, being a captain? Do you feel like you have the respect of um, your teammates? I think so, and I think that throughout the season we can show what we have more and more so that we can get their respect more and yeah so um, biggest part you know we're talking about respect and you know that dynamic dynamic of the team how do you think your coach you know contributes to that and i think is he's a new coach this year right uh he was there last year or this is his second, third wait second year this second, is third year second third year yeah so what does he do to like oh, third year. contribute to um well he definitely like communicates with the captains a lot and like making sure that like he thinks that our plan is good and like communicating so that we can communicate with the team like I think he does a good job of making sure that we all we all agree on what he's thinking and I would just work as a team and not just him as a coach like making all the decisions yeah and when we do have a bad practice and we're off topic he'll check in with us and say like what are you going to do next time to make it so that this doesn't happen again so he kind of like guides us through that He's like a leader to us also, as we are a leader to our team. And for soccer, I know that there's two captains on the team. Is that typical, like to have multiple captains on the soccer team? I like, think so. At the high school level, at least? Yeah, usually uh, the teams we're going up with have two to three captains, because that's just kind of like you want to have a captain in each area of the field, like a, defense, a defender, midfielder, and forward, so that they can kind of lead each part of the attack and defense. Yeah, who are some other leaders on the team besides the two of you? Uh, Beckin. Beckin, yeah, I feel like he runs the, the defense. He's kind of like the quarterback. He's always, you know, I feel like he, he does a good job, uh, like, using his voice and, you know, telling where, you know, just telling people, like, where the, what the play is and... Um, and showing off his thighs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who were the captains last year? Was it Nolan? Uh, it was Nolan, Stewart, and... Owen, and Owen did you Johnson. did you guys like look up to them like like knowing that you, there was a possibility that you guys were going to be the captains your senior year? Did you you know like watch what they were doing and you know are you using that this year? Yeah, I think that um, we take kind of some of what we do based off of what they do, and then they did the same with the captains before them. It's kind of just like the leader or the captains lead people and um, like 
or lead by example and show people what they yeah should do for sure. And we were talking about Stu. What was it like losing your goalie? Um, I think it was hard. Like, cause Drew was Drew's had a big feet to, to a big role on the she team. Like, the yeah, she, yeah, she was the full. And I think Drew actually like really stepped up. Uh, like last year he didn't give me minutes, and I mean he was he was good. But this year this off season he's really been putting in the work, and you can show see that he's really really comfortable in his spot now. I think that's a having him back there is definitely a good spot for the team. Yeah, it's definitely a hard thing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. as you said last year, didn't get any playing time, and then you know, yeah, to step up this year. Yeah, yeah I, I think. Feel like, yeah, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say Stewart. Stewart, I think had more of a voice than Jude, just because he was a senior. So. He was also a captain, so he thought that, like, since he was in the back, seeing the whole field, that he was in very vocal. <clears throat> but Jew is very good with his feet and distributing the ball out, so I think that that's really beneficial to have because he's able to play with the f- his feet. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I was like, I feel like that was one thing that the soccer team was, I don't want to say, like, lacking, but, like, losing a goalie, like, um, Stewart and then... You know, I feel like Jew's done a pretty good job of, you know, coming in and taking over what Stewart um, finished. Yeah, you can you can tell like as the season's going on that how he's growing confidence and that's that looks good for district. So hopefully he'll be at the top of his confidence. And yeah, I mean, looking at districts, what are you guys looking at? Like, wait, where do you guys go? What's your goal? To uh, our goal is to win districts. But um, like as a collective group, last year we had our goal to win districts and. Like, we didn't think that goal was high enough, and that was part of the reason why we lost first round. So this year, we made it to hopefully make it to uh, past districts, maybe like sectionals or like quarterfinals, and hopefully that, hopefully that like changes our perspectives going into districts. And you guys won the district in um, 2020, beating yeah. Ladue. Um, like, what was about that team that was able, like? As a team, what did you guys do differently that you guys like didn't do last year that you were just able to get over that hump and win that district title? I, I think that like very obviously we could see the chemistry that we had as a team and like in the off season or preseason before um, like every single opportunity that we had to practice with each other, we would all go out and practice and I didn't really see that much last year. Like we still had a good chemistry, but nobody really wanted to win as much as they did that year. But I think this year we have um, a similar mindset as we did in 2020. And I think that that is um, good going into districts because mm-hmm. we have, we'll have a better chance because we're going to fight harder. So, Charlie, how, how many years have you been on varsity? Uh, I've been four years. This is my so fourth four. year. Okay, and then Christian, were you the past three years? Yeah, three years, yeah. So you were on that team in 2020. and. Was that your first year? Yeah, my first year. Yeah. And so, like, going through the years, especially like both of you guys have been on the team for so long, what have kind of been the differences that you've seen, like, for this year compared to, you know, like, 2020 last year and for you even the year before that? Um, I think, like, the reason why we won districts uh, in 2020 was because, like, the seniors, like, they have been on the team for, like, four years. and they Zach didn't, Stapleton. Yeah, like, all, the, all of them, like, never beat Ledoux in districts. And, like, their senior year, they just – we all like wanted them to. They were hungry, yeah, especially because they they lost the year before, right? Yeah, yeah. and like they they were they really wanted to beat Ledoux, and like that was like their main goal. So, like going into that, like like that was like it was like do or die because like they just wanted to experience beating their rivals that mm-hmm. they never got to. And you I guys, feel like there was 
kind of like a thing where um, in previous years where Clayton would beat like Ledoux in the regular season, but then come district yeah. game, yeah. Ledoux would. Yeah, I think that happened five years in a row yeah. where we would beat them during the regular season but lose in the, in the district final. Because mm-hmm. I remember, we, I think we probably all were at that mm-hmm. freshman year game when they lost, and then finally when you guys won. I know that kind of sucks because it was during COVID, but yeah, you know, I think that was <laughs> would have been probably a much bigger deal. If yeah, it wasn't, yeah, but it was. I remember our freshman year. I think like at the end of the game, it was people were all so, so emotional, like because they had just lost. Yeah. To, you know, the, the, remember, the rivals, yeah. I remember. I think you guys' goalie was crying. I was, it was a freshman. I was just shocked to see no, how yeah. you could care so much. I was off. too. Like I didn't realize how much. They really wanted it because, like, I was a freshman mm-hmm. too, and but I could see. But now it's a senior, and it like puts into perspective. Yeah, yeah. So it's your last year to play, and you yeah. lost them four years in a row. So, yeah. But also, my sophomore year, I would I kind of thought the same thing because going into that, like everybody knew how it felt. Like I I knew from my freshman year, like how sad it was to lose that game to Ladue, and that I didn't want to feel that way again. So. Yeah, but especially, like, now that we're all seniors, it's completely different, and Mm -hmm. you can really understand, you know, why it's so emotional to lose to, like, you know, Ledoux, who, as you said, it would happen for five years in a row that they had lost constantly, and, you know, I guess once you're a senior, you kind of realize, like, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, is Ledoux in your guys' district? Like, is there a chance you play them in districts? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, how does districts, like... How do the playoff playoffs work? So is it like, how many games do you have to play before the district title? Like, so I think I think it's, I it's think two and then district title, right? Or so you have to win. I those, think there are eight games. I think yeah. there are eight teams in our district. Yeah, so we have to play two games, win two games to make it to the district final. So they they seed you based off of not only your record, but like what they really look at is your head to head match, like the teams you've played. Yeah, so. Like, whenever we play, like, our Ledoux game was a big game because that's probably going to be one of the two top seeds. So that's going to – and we really want to make that top seed because that makes our first game pretty easy against the eight seed. And, like, last year we didn't didn't perform as well during those district games, so that kind of put us at a disadvantage because we went up against a good team in the first round, and that's when we lost, so. Um, How do you guys see your placement, like, this year like how have you guys done and where would you like to be seated yeah um i think i think we'll get seated pretty high we i I don't i think last year we didn't take our uh, district games as serious Mm -hmm. so i I think this year we get like we we, a bunch of us realize since there's not a lot of freshmen on the team like i think that whole group knows that each game like matters a lot a lot more than we it's like more of a mature yeah yeah so yeah so break that down are there is is it majority like seniors or what is like what's the break? I think there's nine seniors, um, and then no freshmen made it this year. Um, there's some JV JV freshmen that like switched Slim. in and off, but like nobody directly on. Fr- and then, do you guys have a big junior class? Uh, yeah, we have a pretty big junior class. Um, so that's good. I mean, you guys have a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah. And so last year, I feel like Nolan Nolan Waits was like your goal scorer. He was the guy that you guys went to when you guys needed goals. Do you feel like? Um, is that is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, I feel like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I feel like he just scored a lot of goals, and he he just put the ball in the back of the net. Has anyone um, like stepped up this year? I know Charlie, you've scored a good amount of goals, but like, what was that like losing a goal scorer? Like, what did you guys have? 
you know, big shoes to fill? Well, like, I think, so my freshman year, there was the top goal scorer was a senior, and Zach Stapleton, who was the top goal scorer the year after that, he only had, like, three or four goals. And then Nolan also, my junior, or my sophomore year, only had three or four goals. So I feel like there's always usually a senior that steps up. So hopefully I can do that. But um, I also think this year we have a lot more, uh, like, depth and who can score goals. And there's not really necessarily one person that needs to be that person like we can we have several people who have the ability of scoring goals and we that's shown so far based off of our goal scores yeah um like last year beck didn't score and like scored one goal i think the entire season it was like a last game of the season he starts off the year with a goal our first goal of the season i think that just like really boosted confidence and that's definitely what we needed and wally contributing I think it's just cool to see everybody all around getting goals, and I think, like Charlie said, we don't need to rely on like one person because like one a bunch of people can fill that role. For sure. So you guys are just coming back from a little trip on uh, out to Cape Girardeau, mm -hmm. right? How was that? Yeah, that, that was a fun trip. We got a lot of uh, like we we kind of had a losing streak for a little bit, so we had time to um, relax and talk about how we need to really turn things around and start getting on that roll. Because the year that we did win districts, we I think we lost like five or six games in a row and then we turned things around. There was like a moment where we turned it around and started winning consistently. So I think that hopefully that Cape trip was our moment for us where we can start turning things around because after we lost to Notre Dame, like I don't think we should have lost. Like that was a game that we definitely could have won. but. Um, after that game, we really talked, like we sat down, had some pizza and just talked about like how, uh, we just need to change things around. And we went into that Jackson game and had a really good game and ended up beating them. And I think we just need to build off of that into our next game in our game today. Yeah. I think that's so crucial. Like a trip, you know, a trip to Cape Toronto like that, cause you know, it can really bring the, the team together and, you know, you guys like start bonding and like if you guys are in for example you know you've lost some games um i feel like a trip like that can guys get closer and you guys can you know build some team chemistry and start winning some games yeah that, that trip was also like the year that we won districts uh we had to travel out to cape to play cape in like i think the quarterfinals and i think a big reason why we lost that game was because one we had to travel three hours and it wasn't really like we weren't used to traveling that far to play a game and also they don't really care about COVID out there so they had their entire school there and they don't have a football team so that's their main sport so we kind of um that trip for us was also like if we were to make it on uh in state and stuff uh that trip was kind of gonna be like what we're gonna have to do so it's just preparing us for if we were to do that later on yeah for sure and so looking at your guys's record um you're four and four. Um, you guys lost to Burroughs one zero, um, Kirkwood two to one. So a couple close games that you guys have lost to by you know like one goal against really good teams. Um, you know like what was the mindset going into that game against Burroughs, knowing that they I think they placed like third at state last year. Yeah. So what was that like? Um, well, we decided to play more defensive since like they like their leading goal scorer was like their winger, so we like. Make sure that we target him. Did Connor sure. Kaplan? 
No, Connor Kaplan's your center mid. He's like he's a really good. He's one of the top goal scorers too. But his name's like Akil. Mm-hmm. He's he was really good too, and he put us in a lot of trouble last year. I think he had two or two goals on us. So I think we, we dropped back, so we didn't give him a lot of space, and uh, we ended up creating a lot of opportunities from that. And they they really they really struggled uh struggled to score on us. And the one goal that they did score was off a free kick, and it was just a good shot. So no no like breakdown really. Yeah, I think um, we kind of use that game to practice. Like we um, have these like our three pressing, uh, whatever set. So we have like where we go all out press and then kind of um, stay back and then we like drop all the way back. And we were just practicing dropping all the way back for when we do have a lead and we need to maintain that lead. So that was kind of good practice up against Burroughs, who's a good opponent at attacking. So like when we go into a game against Ledoux and we're winning and we need to drop back then I think that we have some practice with that yeah and so you have a game this afternoon against uh, Parkway South you know what's like your mindset going into it um well I think one in seven is that correct yeah I think I, I think they're I like my I think, struggling yeah coach said that uh, it's like he said uh at the end of practice today they're a wounded dog like let's just put them down tomorrow or something like that <laughs> yeah uh, but like <laughs> We also like if you yeah, look yeah, at their yeah if you look at their matchups they like there's some games that are close like I think they only lost one zero to Eureka who had a close game with Ledoux so like we can't go into this game thinking that's gonna be an easy game like this is our first conference game yeah and we also need to build off of the win against Jackson to get that winning streak going so this is a big game for us I feel yeah I mean you were ju- we were just talking earlier about how um, how good the trip to Cape was because like. You know, like you build connections and start to get some momentum, and so this is probably a good game to start carrying that momentum from Jackson and hopefully build up. And so when you do play, you know, a real hard opponent, you guys, you know, have a ton of experience. Yeah, and like Charlie said, this is our first conference game, and one of the goals we set at the beginning of the season was uh, to win our conference. So this is one a big first step to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. And kind of off, well. So you guys haven't played. This will be your first conference yeah. game. So out of all the games you guys have played, they're not they're in your they're not in your conference. So, but is what's the difference between like the conference and the district? Is the district smaller? Yeah, like, like um, I conference is like more broad and mm-hmm. there's like they're kind of like two different things. Like, let me explain this one. Not really 100% sure, but yeah, like Christian was saying, they're kind of separate, like your your conference games, they're, it's like a, basically like a league and you can win that, but once you win that, there's no moving on, but that also counts towards your record with your seeding for what is like the bigger, I guess, league, which is districts, so that can help your seeding with your record and then also with districts. Once you win districts, that's when you can move on into state and eventually, hopefully, win state. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, just looking forward to your schedule. Um, games against Melville, MICDS, in the next couple weeks. But are there any teams, you know, on the schedule that you're really looking forward to that game? Like, you're circling the, circling it on the calendar? Um. I think Whitfield because they're uh, they're the class two state champs last year, and now they're coming up to class three. And last year we we, we beat them when we played them in a regular season. So I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking forward to see see how they compare to class three and 
how we would compare to cl- like these class two state champs. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whitfield's going to be a really big game, especially because we heard that some Liberty people were saying that's who we're going to lose to in districts. So we got to show that we can first off beat them in conference and then also beat them in districts. Yeah. For sure. Um, at the Ladue game, there's a you know there's a good turnout of fans. What effect does like do the fans impact? You know, like the 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 tilt of the field, like where the momentum's going. Yeah, I think they, uh, I think they can for sure have a play in the game. Like a lot of the time, um, especially when we're up, whenever we hear cheering or whatever, that can get us more momentum and more um, get us more hungry to score a goal or something, so that we can get the fans cheering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, looking at, I know you guys are seniors, but looking at next year, who do you think is going to step up and really be, you know, a leader on the team going forward? Um, I think, well, Beckins kind of stepped up from last year already as a, as a junior, and I think he'll really, like, I think a bunch of people already look up to him, so I think senior, senior year he'll definitely pick up that big role, and I think, like, I think there's a bunch of other like Adam is another big one. I think last since last year he's gotten a lot better, and I think he he's starting to like be more like serious and like more of a leader himself. Uh, that's why I think those two, and maybe probably Jude too. I think Jude's gonna be finally like get the confidence up, and after this year, I think he'll definitely be a big leader for the team. I think those are the three big ones, but. At the same time, there's always there's a bunch of other people that can step up as well. Yeah, and kind of switching directions here, but um, how do you guys feel like the no cut policy, and how has that kind of changed the dynamic on the team, and has it really affected you guys at all? Well, I think that um, Clayton as a whole is trying to get their sports sports program more well known because more this was one of the, yeah this was one of the things that we talked about in Cape like well. Clayton wasn't really known for their sporting ability, more for their academics, and I think that, um, like with Hudson coming in, that he's really trying to change that in our school. And I think the first big thing that um, can help us go towards more of a sports leading school would be a cut policy. And like, I know that it really doesn't affect us that much because this year, or with at least with soccer, there weren't that many people that were cut from the program and. Most of the people that get cut are seniors because we do have three teams. So the C team is more of like leading up into varsity, but no no senior can make that team because it's supposed to be like helping you progress to varsity, and that's their last year. So and then the JV team, um, it's kind of like you can play there and then also move up. Like we had two or three JV players move up with us this year and. Um, we're going to also have them come with us at districts just in case we need to rest people for those bigger games. So I think that a cut policy, if we're looking for more of a sports school, is a good thing. Yeah, and have you guys felt like, I think one of the biggest arguments of the pro-cut um, policy is that like gives more of an incentive for people to put in more work so that mm-hmm. they don't get cut and they can keep playing. So like over the summer, did you guys see some people who really, like, they really stepped up because they were worried about maybe being um, you have to say their names. You can just <laughs> no, but I think I think that more for like making varsity. Like I saw a lot of people that wanted to make varsity, so they were trying really hard in the off season to try and make varsity. But I can like 
those who those people who are serious about playing soccer um, in the spring will um, or not the spring the fall will will try and practice during preseason and show up for the uh, like the off season work that we have during the summer because we have camps and stuff and those people that show up to those camps and show that they want to play have more of a chance of playing and not getting cut. Yeah, and you know we talked about. Um, you know the cup policy and Hudson. You know becoming more involved uh, with the sports here at Clayton. But there's been talk of feeder teams like uh, at Y Down. Um, you know possibly putting in like a soccer team at Y Down. Um, and maybe know, sorry, but maybe making like a more competitive soccer team. So obviously they're already against the rec team. Yeah. So Miss, uh, we had a meeting yesterday, and um, there's been talk. So you got the rec. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you have the Clayton Rec League, but then there's also, um, they want to put in like a, a feeder team that could, you know, build up um, some soccer players in the middle school and then move them up to the high school and uh, eventually put them in at the varsity level. Do you guys think that that would be beneficial? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think if we do that, then like, they'll be on the like, same level as starting at like the freshman team that starts from the middle school team. And then like, I think all three levels of the program will just but all, all three be affected greatly because, I mean, there's those extra, like, couple like a year or two, like, definitely, like, makes a big impact on your game. Like, especially when you're a senior, you'll you definitely have a lot more experience with the game. Because yeah. you, can, you can start playing together with that group and like, for example, sixth grade, and you work your way with that, with your grade and, like, your those teammates all the way up into high school. And, yeah, I think that'd be very I think beneficial. maybe hopefully to make it less of a transition from, Obviously, there's a big transition from like, you know, rec sports into high school. It's much more competitive, and you know, everyone's bigger and stuff like that. And so I think like having, as Andrew was just saying, like having people who, you know, you start to work together for like three years, and you start to build these connections. And so then when you guys all move up together into um, high school, that you guys like already have so much more experience and that chemistry. Yeah. And there is a there is an athletic director at White, and they like. Yeah, they put in a new athletic director because I think they want to start like these feeder programs. Yeah, one more thing: Have you guys had any problems with like people leaving schools, leaving Clayton to like go play soccer somewhere else? Or is that really not a thing? I mean, you could talk about like Max Long, like you know, yeah, yeah this freshman with year. the with the city team. There, there are a few players that would not play with us, but that's also the same for every other school. So I think it's fine. Well, but, Ian Ian Hansel did leave Clayton. He went to Ladue, so. It was kind of, it was kind of funny seeing them at Ladue and making sure to give them a little chirp and that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's funny because you think about uh, like the football team and how many people have left, you know, left in eighth grade and yeah. you know are D one athletes now. And so I was just wondering if you guys had that same. Yeah. Thing for soccer at least. With the city team, I think if we have like three or four city players here, that mm -hmm. I think. Can you explain that a little bit? For, like why they can't play. Oh yeah, like. Well, their eligibility, like their like their season, is kind of like has is like in the same time period as Clayton. So, and they also have to sign like a like, contract that like says they can't play. What even is the city team? It's like, it's it's like a feeder for the MLS team. Yeah, like it's like essentially like same thing from the middle school to the high school. Like, like the middle school feeder team would essentially be like the younger age groups that are like going up to play. Like now they have like the city B team, like the city two team, like. That goes to the actual city one team. Like, there's a bunch of players like in my age group that are 
now in that that two city two team that can might eventually be able to play in that. So with uh, with soccer, there's not really a draft like there is in other sports. So what they have are basically just youth academies where they um, where they will they'll pay for people to play for their youth academy and then um, build them up and then eventually sign them. Hopefully that's the end goal to sign them for their professional team and that's how they get new players into the system rather than a draft. And so are kids like our age like getting paid right now to? They're not getting paid, but they don't have to. They don't have to pay to play. Mm-hmm. Where like usually for club sports, you have to pay to be able to. Especially for soccer, it's pretty. You know, it can get really expensive. Yeah. So level. they they'll pay for all your equipment and stuff, and you're. It's pretty nice, and like you're uh you don't have to pay any money or anything, and they travel quite a bit. And you don't have to pay for any of that. So like, you guys have both been playing soccer for basically your whole lives. So. And this city team, when did it start? Maybe uh, two years, last two year, years ago. Last so year, yeah. that was last year. It's pretty last recent. Year, Has yeah. that uh, benefited like the soccer culture in St. Louis? Well, I feel like St. Louis. Are, well, putting the soccer team in the professional. Well, the, obviously yeah. the professional, but also like having this ability to have like an MLS feeder team and like the city team. Do you think that has helped a lot? Uh yeah, I think. That like a bunch of like younger kids is giving them a bunch of motivation. To maybe make make that like make that team. But, like I think it's like bringing a lot more competitiveness to like that St. Louis region. Like to so because they want to like make that team. Like that's like their main goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so it's super interesting because how many people do you guys? I think there's like three or four. Is it Matt? Who all, who all plays? Sam Leonard. Max, Sam Leonard. Sam Leonard and Jacob. Yeah. I don't know what his name. Mm-hmm. So I mean, junior. and three. you would have had. I mean, I know. I think Tommy Prattle, right? Oh yeah, yeah he, he, he ended up leaving, but yeah. Still. And so, looking into the future, do you guys have any plans to play college soccer, or maybe like just at the club level at a, at the college? Yeah, for sure. I feel like playing um, soccer for like for your school is just it's a lot more fun than club sports, just because of the atmosphere, and then it also. Um, you're with your friends that you see every day, so um, for me, I think playing club or not club or that club mm-hmm. school soccer whatever yeah would be something that I'm interested in. But yeah. that's not something. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm just. I mean, I think that'd be fun to play college soccer, but at the same time, I think I'm just looking to looking for a change and think. I mean, I think club would be fun because it's not as big as a time commitment mm-hmm. as like an actual like D one who actually like tra- practices like forty practices like forty hours a week and like I just think that's a little too much. Well, so guys, like I just got we, we it's lunch right now. It's yeah. Like, do you guys are you guys gonna keep going or do you guys want to go to lunch? I'm to keep going. How much time do we got until lunch ends? We got twenty five minutes. It's eleven forty seven. Yeah, that's fine. We can keep going. If you got more questions. <laughs> Christian got a big test next hour, though. Yeah, we got a big test. <laughs> All three of us. <laughs> Are you going to keep going? Or? Yeah. All right, well, another question. Um, so, like, you guys were talking about how fun it is to play on uh, plane because, like, it's fun to be with, around your best friends and stuff like that. Um, you Just, guys like, really, playing for your Yeah, for and I think you guys have done a really good job of, like, building a, a great culture at, for, like, the soccer team. I mean, you guys do a lot of fun things. You guys hang out after practice, and so do you guys, like, as leaders, do you guys do a lot of like the planning and trying to like get people to interact, or does it just kind of happen naturally? Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, especially during the before the season, like getting things together, um, that's when we really have to like t- 
take step and show that we were captains. So a lot of the time we were uh, planning get-togethers to play soccer, and then that showed our teammates that we were um, serious and deserved to You guys cared about it. Yeah, and then also, like, just little things like setting up team dinner after practice. Like, that's kind of just uh, not practice games, but, like, that's kind of just, like, uh, all-around decision. It's not really one person saying we should go or, like, from a captain, but everyone just be like, oh, let's go to dinner, and then everyone like, yeah. So. Yeah, because that's a really cool thing that you guys all have. You guys all seem like you're, you're pretty close, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's – There aren't many sports that have that at Clayton, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the, like where the team is, you know, going out for meals, and you guys are all so close. Um, what are – like, what have been some of your, like, favorite, like, best moments from uh, playing Clayton soccer? They're yet to come. <laughs> yeah, like this season or total. Well, just like in general, because you know you've you've been here for four years. This is your yeah. fourth year. Um, I think each. I, uh, I think my favorite moment was when we were when we did win districts in twenty twenty when Stu stepped up and made a PK save. That that would I'll always like stick with me because he pretty much won us the game and that was probably the biggest save of his life and it was a big step to. For us, make one in that one in that districts. And can you talk us through like the the context of that play, like the score and? Yeah, we were. I think it was we were up one nothing at that point, right? Yeah, we were we were up one nothing with like ten minutes to go, and then um, Ned takes out a player in the box, and then I'm just like, oh shoot, like this was too good to be true, and then uh, and then Stewart saved it to keep it one zero, and then the game was pretty much over at that point because. We just we were playing defense the whole game. They didn't really get any opportunity after that, and then like once the final final buzzer went off, I just I don't think anybody could really comprehend that we just won because there wasn't anyone there. But so there wasn't much cheering, but yeah. everyone was just like, "Yeah, we just won that for the first time in ten years." So in your mind, what was like your the confidence level of like that you had? And Stewart that he was going to make that save. Like, were you nervous, or were you like, he's going to save this? You just well, had that feeling. Ju- from the beginning of the season, Stewart looked like, like, I wouldn't have thought that he would be that, the person that would like get into your head. But the way that he would talk to you before he took a penalty and stepped up, he would just be getting in, like, getting in your head and making you stressed out about where you're going to kick it. And I think that he made probably three or four saves during the season. I think he saved more than he let in for penalties, and you could really see that. Um, he wanted to save that really bad. And mm-hmm. he made is that it like all guess, or I mean, how do you save that? I mean, like, well, there, like isn't there it, are ways. It's like you can like read the player's hips, like yeah, when they, you can when they open up, see where they look, yeah, the way they open up their hips. Uh, there's probably a different, many different ways, but there's not much of a reaction time between. I mean, you can kind of see by the way somebody plays in game where they're gonna kick it. Like if they have a little more like finesse to them, then they'll probably open their hips up. But yeah, yeah, the way. yeah it's funny, like. The biggest moments we all think of, like for sports, are like whenever we beat Ladue. You know, everyone remembers the basketball yeah. game, and everyone remembers. I mean, I don't think where we were even there at the soccer game. I was, I was there, like, like because you know there's no fans allowed. But I was outside. I was watching it with my mom, um, like out, not even in the stadium, like against the fence. You know that. Yeah, they wouldn't let anybody. Yeah, in, like they so. wouldn't let anyone in. So which is ridiculous. Yeah, we would have <laughs> if we would have <laughs> if we would have beat Notre Dame. Our Final for the state would have been at our home field, which would have been oh, even the been state crazy. final at Gay yeah. Field or the next game, whatever that would have been. Because be they <laughs> usually it's at soccer park, but they couldn't do it that year because of 
COVID, so it would have been like the first time ever that it would have been at somebody's home field, which would have been pretty cool. Should we wrap it up? <laughs> well, I guess we can wrap it up. Well, thanks for coming, guys. Good luck today. Good luck for your season. And, you know, hopefully we have you guys back on pretty soon. We can talk about uh, your win at districts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the future. <laughs> yeah, so um, these episodes will be posted every Friday on Spotify and on the Clayton Globe website. Uh, make sure to go check that out. And follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Greyhound Time for the latest Clayton sports updates. Um, yeah, once again, thanks guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Good luck tonight. Nice to see you.